the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. We're going to get to the mugshot. I promise we will. And that's what everybody's talking about. And I've got three screens on here in Chicago studio. And I get it. I like the hair. It's a great picture. I love it, too. It's wonderful. And I think it's going to have more benefits than it will liabilities. There's no question about it. However, I'm more interested in the backdoor nationalization of our fracking life. I can't get over these idiots called the Federal Reserve. I can't get over it. Number one. Like true oligarchs, true lords of the manor, they vacation and call it work. And they don't even have the common decency to pick up the tab. Just a small room is $2,800 a night at the Four Seasons in Jackson Hole, where they're all staying. And not a one of them is buying the room. You are the hardworking man and woman. You buy the room. And the Democrat donors, they don't buy the room. They make sure that the rules and the laws do not apply to them, which is why Joe Robinette Biden, the crooked thief that he is, is on vacation. And we got to worry about going to jail if you voted for the opposition. That's the way this country has devolved. But what's most upsetting for a guy like me is to realize how out of control the general public is in the most important aspect of their life, their actual currency and way of life. Thank you, Betsy. And good morning, everyone. At uh, last year's Jackson Hole Symposium, I delivered a brief direct message. My remarks this year will be a bit longer, but the message is the same. It is the Fed's job to bring inflation down to our 2% goal, and we will do so. They have no idea what they're doing. The Federal Reserve, the dirty little filthy secret is not only are they a bunch of inside trading profiteers of corrupt policy, which they all are. And they're all in on the revolving door of, ooh, I think I'll be a banker now. No, I'm going to go back to the Fed. I'll bankrupt the bank at Silicon Valley. That's okay. I'll cash out. That's the game. And I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But what I really don't like is this illusion in the year 2023, 110 years after the founding of the backdoor nationalization of our money, 110 years, these idiots are talking to us like it was 110 years ago. As is often the case, we are navigating by the stars under cloudy skies. Did you get that, Squirrel? We are navigating by the stars under cloudy skies. That's how pseudo-intellectual crooks, inside-trading, front-running whores, that's how they tell you we have no idea what we're doing, and we're never going to stop. Because nobody wants to say, then why are you doing what you're doing? Because what you're doing is throwing the mass amount of people into bankruptcy. You're crushing 
all businesses that were functional just two years ago. In some cases, you're making it worse by the month. As now 30-year rates to buy a home are 8% plus, and you have been manipulating who gets the money. Because if you're a welfare scumbag, low-life roach, you get a loan at 5%. If you're a doctor, 100% financing, 4.5%. I don't like this. This is un-American. This is unconstitutional. And it goes unchallenged. And the audacity of this simpleton married to an unattractive woman walking around like a lord of money. In such circumstances, risk management considerations are critical. At upcoming meetings, we will assess our progress based on the totality of the data. And Have the decency to talk like a man. Don't read off a cue card, you simp, you morphodite. Talk like a man. And by the way, what is our risk-adverse policy to giving billions of dollars to a corrupt Pretend country that's not only getting its ass kicked and our soldiers are dying and you're lying about the numbers, but you can't account for a fracking dollar. What's the risk averse policy to that, you pseudo intellectual whore? The evolving outlook and risks. Based on this assessment, we will proceed carefully as we decide whether to tighten further or instead to hold the policy rate constant and await further data. Do you know how many people are struggling to pay minimums on credit card bills? Do you know if you have HELOC, which a lot of people have, or anything tied to an asset, it fluctuates with Prime, which now is above 8%. Do you know how many people this idiot is going to bankrupt before he's done with his $17 coffee at the Four Seasons in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, a place where 90% of Americans will not afford to go? And he goes and you pick up the tab. Restoring price stability is essential to achieving both sides of our dual mandate. Let me ask you a question. Simp and your crew of cohorts, all sickening to look at, all despicable and disgusting like every other Democrat supporter. When is the last time you ever, ever did anything of your mission statement? If you did, it was by accident and you were an unwitting cohort to it. You have no idea because like you say, we're navigating by the stars through cloudy skies and every democrat in the room nods his head like a simpleton because he knows this doesn't apply to them we will need price stability to achieve a sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all how does that work how does that work your price stability because since the democrat mafia has stolen the office and since the principles of our republic have been nullified and we've gone by this executive order bull dung. You could trace it back to Bush and you wouldn't be wrong, but you should really go much further. We're still just a, an agenda away from anything any political whore wants to do, aren't we? Without facts or economics on their side, they flatly deny what is happening to our planet and what we must do to save it. They incite a movement against what they falsely label climate change fanaticism. See, You think these stories are not linked, but they are. These are two heads of the same snake. Although, John Kerry, you could be the ass of it. In the meantime, what this is is a manipulation to knuckle the ordinary citizen under because nobody buys their agenda anymore. Nobody has faith in this government any longer. And what the government knows is that the vast majority of the public, they're not going to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. The vast majority of the public is hanging on. By their fingernails, by their teeth. And what Jerome Powell did today is make it harder 
for poorer people to complain about a government controlled economy, the backdoor nationalization of our fracking life. And they've never been right ever. As they conveniently forget that the dictionary definition of a cult is the dismissal of facts in the. Then you're a cult. Your eco Nazism, your policy belief of failure for a hundred years. The Democrats are a cult. And I think John Kerry nailed it because what he refuses to realize is the actual fact of our life. Not only are we part of nature and we are working on mastering it if it wasn't for the speed bumps of life called Democrats. But what you're saying doesn't matter on the grand scheme of things. In fact, it's exactly the opposite as it often is when bald faced liars and hucksters such as yourself and perhaps Vivek Ramaswamy try to pretend that they represent us. What's your general view of the oil price now at, I mean, $85 a barrel for uh, for Brent, essentially um, $80 a barrel for NYMEX crude? I mean, look, you're exactly right in saying that there are quite a few pull and push forces. It's not a very clear that this is this is like a very bullish market or a very bearish market. I think what I will highlight, though, is that fundamentally uh, the Saudi cuts and the OPEC plus cuts have been instrumental in getting uh, crude inventories drawing. We are looking at potentially record draws uh, in August. Record draws around the world. And what is happening here to us is that on one hand. The political whores who are pretend they're elected, the election thieves and their czars like John Kerry are making it more and more difficult and shutting down more and more of American prosperity as the rest of the world demands more and more of the product we refuse to produce. And simultaneously with that, Jerome Powell is going to make it harder for the ordinary man to pay any of his bills least of which is not his mortgage, but also credit card payments or debt service or to borrow money in the future. This is the intentional bankrupting of you and the cost to all of us. The difference is they subsidize each other. So the Democrats are having a grand old time. My sorrow. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Her laugh is as phony as her resume, the $2 whore. We have tightened policies significantly over the past year. Although inflation has moved down from its peak, a welcome development, it remains too high. We are prepared to raise rates further, if appropriate, and intend to hold policy at a restrictive level until we are confident that inflation is moving sustainably down. I, I wonder if the, if the older person who has very little limited income, I wonder if the person who's existing on HELOCs or reverse loans or credit cards, I wonder if he what he feels, what his say is in the bankruptcy, in the in the bankruptcy you're putting him through. I wonder what the ordinary man who's working and your target that you state is that every day he earns two dollars or two percent less of the dollar he earned versus the ignoring the fact that since this idiot in diapers who pretends to be president stole the office, it's lost 17 cents of its value just since this idiot stole the office toward our objective. Today, I will review our progress so far. He's exciting, huh? Probably a tiger in the sack. That explains why his wife takes a lot of yoga classes and the landscapers over at the house in the wintertime. It doesn't it? And discuss the outlook and the uncertainties we face as we pursue our dual mandate goals. I will conclude with a summary of what this means for policy. Oh, my God. Do you know what it's like to sit there 
and watch. The good news is half of them are drunk and the other half are listening to their phones. Given how far we have come at upcoming meetings, we are in a position to proceed carefully as we assess the incoming data. They have no idea what they're doing. Absolutely no idea. And the data that comes in is data that is produced by government agencies. The same data they've been lying about. Well, they ignore the people who stop looking for jobs. Well, they ignore the doubling of welfare rolls. And they're going to pretend the economy is too strong. They're determined to bankrupt all but their own elite. This is how you have an oligarch run society. The reason that they are vacationing and calling it work in places the vast majority of us will never stay is because they are lords among us. This isn't an of the people, by the people, for the people. Keep saying that. And they hope you realize you have been overthrown from the very bureaucracies you've trusted. And by the way, this one nobody trusted. This is not a federal government entity with oversight by you. This is a private organization, and these oligarch whores are robbing us blind. 312-642-5600. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You just take him wrapped out in the swamp. See, I hate the idea that corrupt pirates are manipulating the value of your very currency. And when you look at a stock market that's up on lies, that's up on, it's up on subsidies, or is it up on the fact, on the mere reflection of the dollar you hold in your pocket is worth less? And what does it look like when you compare that dollar around the world? Well, the euro took away the strength of Germany and put it in there with the corruption of Greece in the same way America does the Democrats sewer bankrupt states and cities, along with the good tax paying people. And once again, only the few, the honest, pay the cost of it all. Jim in Lockport. Hey, Sean, how are you? Aggravated on these days when I watch these 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 morphodites, and I mean it, and they're in their seven thousand dollar a night room. Because if you think Jerome Powell is staying in a room with a king size bed, you're wrong. He's got the top shelf suite, about seventy five hundred a night, and he's rolling, and he does a sixteen minute speech, and the world stands still, and then he goes up to his forty dollar hooker, who looks a lot like Kamala Harris and half as talented in the sack. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, are they just trying to steal the last few dollars while the American dollars worth something with this BRICS accord going? The BRICS Once that takes effect. What if it, what if it's this? It's gonna... The BRICS accord might be the reaction to countries that don't want to be knuckled under by a corrupt American currency and an entity that is privately owned but politically connected called the Federal Reserve. The BRICS is the best option for an honest country. And I believe that because you have to understand When you look at it through the prism of what does the dollar, what is its principles? What is it based on? How is it controlled? Who is in charge of creating more of it and debt? And why should other countries have to exchange their currency in order to fluff its value? And the answer is, if you and I were Austrian, we wouldn't want to deal deal in dollars. We would want our own Deutschmark. We wouldn't want to bail out Greece, but none of that matters. The people don't matter. And in Europe, they know they don't matter. They're slaves, and they like it that way. Our country, the government, is supposed to be the slave. And you have no idea and no input into what these oligarchs in America are doing to our dollar. That's an outrageous position to be in. It's absolutely anti-American. Exactly. Since it's being backed by gold with bricks, and we're backed by 
Here, let me lies and politicians. That's right. Full faith and bull dung of the government. Let me tell you a little something the people the people don't want you to know in government. Did you know that we've been in this proxy war, right? Where we're we're supporting the Azov Battalion, former Nazis, and we're pretending we're sticking up for the Ukrainian people, even though we ignored their cries for help for eight years as their corrupt government killed them. But what do you think the value of the ruble is in the last three years? Well, for the first time ever, I can answer that for you, Jim, and no need to struggle. It turns out it strengthened the ninety-four. Uh, per of the U.S. dollar mark, rebounding from a 17-month low. And you know when it did that? Last week. So they're getting stronger and we're getting weaker. And that's just Russia. What do you think the yuan has done for China? See, there's a reason that Chinese and, and, and oligarchs bribe politicians to put forward policies that weaken our nation, weaken our strength, weaken our wealth. Well, they rise. And that's where Joe Biden delivered. He's the best political whore money can buy. Much like, yep. much like his vice president. Thank you very much, Jim and Lockport. Stay strong. And if Brixis comes out with a dollar, here's a question for you. Will your bank be allowed to offset risk by buying the Brics new dollar, which I think may or may not have the, have the face of Donald Trump on it? I'd buy that dollar, wouldn't you? I love that dollar. I think that, that face should be on money. There's no question about it. And it's fun to watch Democrats scum. Pretend that they're winning, even though they're losing. Nobody, nobody fits that better than Paul Lisnick, who I believe has the same day, right? It's the same day as what was the one we just celebrated? What was the holiday we just started? Paul Lisnick, Juneteenth. Juneteenth, also known as Paul Lisnick Day. And Paul Lisnick is going to interpret against Donald Trump, but moreover, what Paul Lisnick represents isn't just side saddle contests in the Forest Preserve. What Paul Lisnick represents is why the Democrats scum and scallywag Still somehow feels arrogant. All you need is a stupid look on your face and a big dumb bow tie so you look like a hand puppet, which he wishes he was. It's now for more on Donald Trump's booking tonight is the host of WGN Political Report, Paul Lisnick. Paul, I can't get past uh, the obvious. I mean, he's been... Now, I believe this is Jackie Bang, although it looks like her grandmother. I think it's Jackie Bang, but I haven't seen her since the 80s when she came down to the floor of the Mer- Mercantile Exchange and we all chanted in unison, Jackie Bang, Jackie Bang. Now, this is might be her grandmother, but this is her. Indicted now four times, but what really stands out is something simple. The mugshot. Uh, the mugshot. Listen, Jackie Bang, why don't you go and fool around with your pillow again? Shut up, Democrat. Wallow in your Chicago corrupt failure. Does, and Jackie and Ray, hi again. Um, let's keep in mind that the mugshot as he posed for it, you know, that was not random or uh, caught off guard. You can be sure that the former president spent time deciding what look he wanted uh, in that mugshot because he knows that it's everywhere. It already is. Uh, his supporters will make T-shirts out of it. His campaign may make T-shirts out of it. So the, the mugshot, which our viewers are looking at right now, you know, is it defiant? I mean, you can sort of give the adjective you want to put on there, but it's certainly not one of the smiling faces that we've seen some of the other ones do. So what smiling face? Hey, 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 you stupid bow tie wearing side saddle forest preserve park champion. What are you talking about? You son of Sven looking freak. Uh, it's intentional, and we'll see in what way he plans to use it, I think, in the coming days. Well, when you come... You know what, you know what else is funny? In Chicago, same day, same day, Paul Lisnick, who kissed the ass, not in the way he prefers with high heels on, of Mike Madigan and all the other short-in-the-pants Democrats, same day, political expert of the 
most corrupt city outside of Kiev. He ignored another story that was in Chicago. A guilty verdict today for Tim Mapes, one-time chief of staff to former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. Jury deliberated just five hours before convicting Mapes of perjury and obstruction of justice. He's accused of lying during grand jury testimony. As pro- hey, do you have Mike Mapes? Do you have his mugshot? Let's put that on a T-shirt with that ball-bearing head, that stupid, dumb Democrat look on his face, and the fact that he was a gangster for five decades. Well, your ass fluffed him, Paul Lisnick, not in the way you like. Prosecutors built their case against Madigan. The defense had argued the 68-year-old had no knowledge of any crimes, but after hearing recordings and wiretaps, the jury disagreed. Mapes will be sentenced January 10th. He faces up to 25 years in prison. And in Chicago, the capital of communist, Marxist, fraud, Democrat corruption. Not a political commentator talks about it. Certainly not Paul Lisnick with his bow tie and nothing else on by the way, every time I say his name from now on, Squirrel, I want you to play in the background real soft. It's raining men, hallelujah, all right? 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's raining men, the official song of Paul Lisnick Day. Also known as, what is it again in Squirrel? Juneteenth. I always get that confused with the one at Christmas time. I can't keep him straight. Paul Lisnick Day. Go, Paul. Go, Paul. It's not your birthday. Uh, Dave in Barrington. Hey, Sean. On Fire Friday. As usual on fire, but I hope you're taking your 120 life, man, because we need you to keep talking and Probably. educating people on what's really going on. Oh, I so appreciate there's that. Just, Thank you. Nobody, there's nobody talking about it. It's all, you know, you're like the only radio station, basically, I tune into, and the rest I tune out of. Yeah, we're the only one you need. Say, what I wanted to say to you is we've got this revolving door of, of idiots yeah. in every administration, because ever since Bretton, uh, Bretton Woods started, when they said, hey, you know, you got balanced budgets, but go ahead, start Start uh, borrowing money because you can afford it. We always had balanced budgets. Do you know what's what's astonishing to me though is how 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 uninterested people are. This this one entity and particularly one man really controls everything in our monetary policy, and he doesn't work for me. It's a private fracking company. No. He doesn't work for me either. Nobody elected him, did we? No. Now, you know, here, here's the thing. This revolving door that the politicians had since uh, Bretton Woods was a big lie of, I'm going to give you this. You vote for me. You're going to get that. Come on. All the last election was the Bernie Sanders BS all about uh, free college. And even Biden was jumping on that boat to try to get a couple, maybe 10 more people to vote for him. But, you know, here's the thing. Last time Paul talked. Uh, talked. He mentioned uh, six ways to Sunday while inflation was happening, avoiding the whole idea if, because it was their lockdown that caused shortages and put people out of business and drove inflation. But he said one thing in his last meeting and um, and other concerns abroad. The last thing, the real reason this guy's got 
you know, he's committed to this cause of getting the two percent. We're never going to get to no. Well, first of all, if we do it, he'll have nothing. Lost cause. He'll have nothing to do with it. If we do, they have nothing to do with it. You know, I'm going to tell you something that I realized as a young man. They're all wrong. All of the experts are wrong. Adolf Paul Volcker did not save the economy. Reagan's policies did. Volcker was not even a sidecar. He's six lengths behind. Paul Volcker was a fraud. And in spite of what of what Paul Volcker wanted to do, Ronald Reagan cut the rate. He didn't raise it. But if you tell a lie long enough, pretty soon everybody believes Kamala Harris is a qualified lawyer rather than the office tramp. So I don't like to tell that lie, Dave. Absolutely. One last thing is that the the real reason that we have and are going to have more inflation is the war. Absolutely. It's the government. That's the the government, the, the in, Inflation there's, Reduction there's no Act. No stopping. There's no going back. We're going to war. Here's and, the question. You have inflation, and your your lifestyle and your economy and your future looks more bleak when you keep borrowing freaking money. I mean, I don't care if you're a person or a government. They are Weimar Republicing us, and we know the difference. It's the small few who are corrupt and stealing, the ones who are Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Jackson Hole, Wyoming could kiss my ass. Take it easy there. Paul Lisnick, I'm not talking to you. No one's flirting with you. Uh, Brett Peoria. Hey, Sean, I wanted to thank you for uh, continuing to bring awareness about the Federal Reserve to the public. You're doing a great job of that. I just wanted to uh, throw out a couple things for you. Uh, first of all, uh, why did Woodrow Wilson agree to uh, put us on this Federal Reserve system? Because he's a communist, Marxist, fraud. As, as a small business owner and a person who works a second job, I'm so busy. Uh, and what does my ballot do? I, I vote every time I can. But what can a regular person like me uh, do to help uh, fight this thing? Thank you. Thank you. Well, Brett, what a regular person can do is what he has to do for himself. You can do nothing for a society that's hell-bent on destroying itself. You can, you can look through history. But what you can do is position you and your family to be able to afford this corruption, to be able to afford the collapse. You can hedge yourself. You can think outside of the box and understand what a dollar really is. Nothing when the government who who is really behind it is corrupted. And you take what you make and you offset it in other assets of value. Ironically, the dollar and the cash is king and all the other stuff, it will be more important if you have assets of a variety so you can afford the coming depression. Because we've been in a fracking recession that the idiots called our government change the definition when they want. And by the way, the GDP will be great. Well, how do we have a GDP? We got more businesses closing. We got more debt. We got more bankruptcy. How do we? Oh, because you're counting the new government debt called spending as growth. Well, now you're just a gypsy liar. Oh, you're like a carnival liar. You idiot. I know where the fat lady is. Every bureaucracy, every Democrat woman. Uh, Rick, Joliet. Hey, how you doing, Sean? First time I talked to you. It's really an honor. Look, brother, I barely finished high school. I've been in uh, sales most of my life. I'm in my middle 50s. Actually, I sell uh, radio advertising, and I own a real estate brokerage. Uh, I do those simultaneously. We have a couple of rental properties. uh, Trying to get myself prepared for retirement, you know, a little generational wealth perhaps for my family. And at every turn, I swear to God, and I don't want to be a woe is me guy, but, you know, my, my mortgage guy is telling me that I got I to gotta pay an extra point 
because it's investment property. Yep. It went from putting 25% down 30. to 40% down. Oh, 40 now. The government, the, uh, so it depends on the property, of yep. course. The, uh, the governor now compels me to rent to illegal aliens, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And then during COVID, they have forbearance for my tenants who, thank God, continued to pay me. Um, but you know, no forbearance for me, right? If if uh, if they fail to pay, I'd have to pay two or three or four freaking mortgages. Yeah, that's and the I that's God, that's the cue in equality. Yeah, I swear to God, Sean, and I don't want to. I don't want to think this way. I grew up in the seventies, and I, I've carved out a little life for myself. But I swear to God, they're out to get me, bro. Oh yes, you are. This is the society that penalizes the good, working, honest man to give the money, in theory, to the virtuous roach. That's exactly what it is. That's why the roach, the lawbreaker, has the protection of government. And the honest man has to hope to God the government doesn't take more than 50% of his money. Why do you think Donald Trump sold Mar-a-Lago? Donald Trump sold Mar-a-Lago. Why do you think that is? He would have never sold that. That was his gem property. Because he understands the game. The government is out to take all of our money. That's what it is. And that's why, Rick, what's heartbreaking to, to me is that if had you done what you've done, the exact same format, and you simply bought the property in a state that understand the principles of Americanism, which is property rights, you wouldn't have these right. problems. Every other You're state so that right. isn't run by a Democrat is far better, far easier to have assets, and the taxation on the, the property is far less. Every single one. So that's I what's know. hard. And as a real estate broker, you know, sometimes they think too small, right? Location, location, location. Well, you're thinking best block, yada, yada, yada. No, you got to pan that way out. Best location means where your rights are protected, and they are never protected when a mafia called the Democrat Party is in control of your state, your municipality, your anything. Thank you very much, brother. You'll be all right. Take all the money, hedge it out, go buy something in an LLC's name, and become the virtuous bust-out. The Democrats love the bust-outs. You won't have to pay your loans. You won't have to pay your taxes. You might actually get one of those new EVs. Oh, we're going to talk about that, too. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Never went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. (laughs) And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now, you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. Now, you play that song because you know I want to listen to it, you jerk. All right, send it to me. we got a show to do. I love it. I like when he swears. Mike in Shorewood. Sean, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it. You know, uh, hearing you today and many things, it just I reminisce back to the interview that Tucker had with Trump. And I think Trump made one of the best answers to it, especially since he's going to be running for office. But I think I need to give this question to you to hear it in an honest, genuine way, because you're not running for office. And that question is, do you think we're heading to a civil war? Because if you believe that these people are Marxist-style communists, in my head, understanding history, there are no points in history where Marxism-communism was, t- uh, was basically coming to take over, and it was bloodless. 
while the fall of the Soviet Union eventually through bankruptcy might be close. But here's another thing I, I, I think about often. I think definitions are very important, right? And you're asking, are we headed towards a civil war? And what I, what I say to you is that we have already been in a civil war. There's just a different level of violence than what people consider war. And if you've been an honest man your life and made your money honestly, when you have 50% of your earnings extorted from you, that's violence, right? The threat of having your assets taken away if you don't do something the government approves of. To me, that's violence. True. I think I think we've been so unmoored and so already programmed to have the mindset of a slave. We wait for Jerome Powell to tell us what will happen rather than us telling the government what should happen. We have, you know, in the last 20 years, Republicans and Democrats, all but for a three-year respite of Trump's administration, just the first three years, have taken away the principles of freedom and liberty in our country. All of them. All of them have. And Trump in the last year. All of them have done that. And when you really look at what's happened in the last 20 years, we're lucky, Mike, it's only this bad, and we're not at the violence level. But the other thing you have to remember is we lose in the violence level. You do know that. The oh, military, everybody loses. But, but I'm just everybody. saying, the, the, the people who, who you think, okay, we're gonna, the military will crush us, even though they've got this new transgender section, because they have all of the weapons. And the principles of why we have a Second Amendment, we gave up decades ago. Otherwise, we would have those militias. We would have militias in neighborhoods and states, not part of the government, but to defend us from the government. Because now you are virtually defenseless. And I understand you're saying the military would be involved, but I believe there would be many people in the military that would actually leave their posts. Because you're going on the you're going on the principles. And I hope you're listen, I want you to be right, brother. But I know here's one thing you'll always get burned on when you give a stranger your character, when you give to a stranger, your oh, I wouldn't do that. Oh, I would help that person. This country. We talk about other countries. I'm not kidding you. you. You know how disgusted I was for eight years as the Ukrainian government, which was infiltrated by crooks, was killing the Ukrainian people. Eight years, and the rest of the world didn't care. How, the thousands of, 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 of Ukrainians were killed by the Ukrainian government. Nobody cared. Our own government has killed its own citizens. Now, you want to virtue wrap it around a topic where you say, oh, this will make everyone understand. But ultimately... You'd have to look away from the fact that at some point in our own history, the government said, kill the Americans. So are you telling me you don't think that could happen again? Of course it could. You have right now, pretending to be the president, not just somebody with dementia, but the most obvious traitor to his nation, an asset of the communist Chinese, an asset running the country. You don't think he would deploy the, the military on us? Look at what the, the Democrat sewer areas are doing to an ex-president, whether you love him or you hate him. Look at how he's being being attacked by such scallywag scum as Paul Lisnick and Chicago Democrats. These ignorant, yeah. arrogant thieves think they're right. They'll do anything. They don't admit to the thievery. They ignore when Tim Mapes gets found guilty. They ignore the 50 years of a mafia. You think you're going to reason with these people? That was what I was talking about at the smoker yesterday. Are you going to reason with people who are so rotten in their own soul one of their biggest political platforms is that they should kill their own baby. You think they're going to care about killing yours? I don't. Thank you, Mike. No. That's why it's important where you live. That's what's important. Where? You have one life. Uh, how much time I got, Squirrel? Al, Wisconsin. 
I have a question for you, Sean. The government claims that the, the Christmas spending or the GDP is up 4%. Is it actually lower if you take real-world inflation and say 10% into consideration? Yeah. Well, how about if you – How do, hey, let me ask you this because you're obviously a smart guy. You pay attention to this. How do you unwind government-created debt called spending? How do you unwind it from GDP numbers? Can you do that? Because now what you're doing is you're counting debt as growth. That's the, that's the trick in it all. It's an illusion. It's, a, it's an optical illusion. When the government spends money, that's not growth. That's actually the worst. That's liability. And you're pretending there's value in it? That's why the snake eats its tail and pretends to be a hunter. And before you know it, the snake is dead. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy. There was a uh, congresswoman speaking today from Arizona, who I like a lot. And as I heard her speak today, I was excited about my next guest, and I'm going to tell you why. The congresswoman out of Arizona is Debbie Lesko, and this is what she said. Thank you, Madam Chair. I am adamantly in support of this bill, H.R. 4468. The bill stops the Biden administration from implementing its radical rule that will force two-thirds of all new passenger vehicles to be electric by 2032. That's insane. My constituents do not want to be forced by the government to purchase an electric vehicle. In fact, the only way any of this can move forward is through fascism, through force, through a corrupt government process that ironically subsidizes it. Because none of this bull dung called green energy could exist in the private sector. There isn't a company that would buy into it if it wasn't subsidized and paid for through bribery called subsidies. My next guest knows this all too well. You see, he spent 30 years working for a private company that avoided these kind of potholes, but must have considered taking advantage of them when the government sweetened the pot. That's why he's written numerous books on the topic. His new book, Green Breakdown, the coming renewable energy failure. His name is Steve Gorham. Now, he went to school all over Chicago, so he knows a guy from Melrose Park is going to pronounce his last name, Gorham. Steve, how are you? <laughs> Hi, Sean. Great to join you today. I am a Chicago-area guy, and pleased to uh, pleased to talk. Well, I'm glad that you, you. this is your fourth book on the topic, from what I understand. I also know you're a policy yes, advisor at the Heartland Institute, but more importantly... You survived more than 30 years for a Fortune 100 in private companies as an engineering and executive role. So you understand the business aspect of this. And the reality is it cannot exist because it does not produce. And the only way it can exist is if the government bribes people to do it, right? Well, yeah, you know, when you're with a private company, you do what you need to do and you have to you have to respond to your uh, customers and your suppliers and what the government tells you to do. But when you get out on your own and you can look at what's going on, then you realize this is really the craziest thing that we've embarked on. Uh, the idea that we ought to all be net zero by 2050 
is dangerous and it's it's not going to happen it's going to end in a breakdown and uh, so we're uh, but the problem is there's going to be a lot of pain along the way and we're already feeling it in many many parts of our economy and and with people's uh, freedoms being taken away steve what's astonishing to me is how this word renewable renewable energy renewable this renewable that the reality is the best renewable energy that the earth God and nature has ever given man and the common denominator of everything around us is oil. Why do the people hate the oil? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of interesting the way it's evolved. I think the oil shocks of the 1970s were a big part of it uh, when OPEC was was formed and uh, and we had a bunch of shocks to our economy. And then uh, we got under this uh, this kick on climate uh, a bunch of computer modelers said that uh, carbon dioxide emissions were causing dangerous climate change, and so then we have to get rid of coal and natural gas and oil. And you know, it isn't even the definitions aren't, uh, aren't don't make any sense. Uh, biomass or burning wood is supposed to be uh, a renewable, but if you if you burn wood for fuel in a power plant, you give off fifty uh, percent more per unit of energy. Uh, of electricity created of carbon dioxide by burning wood, 50% more than coal. So uh, the whole thing is is very very poorly structured. But as you as you said earlier, we have a government right now which is marching to uh, restrict the things we can do. Uh, they want to uh, uh, force uh, uh, power plants to switch to uh, uh, wind or solar and, or may do carbon capture. They want to take away all your uh, uh, gasoline cars, and if we don't stop the uh, EPA, that's going to happen within about 10 years. And then uh, we have the Department of Energy passing standards for gas stoves, which are going to eliminate a lot of those from the market. So uh, it's going to impact the freedoms of regular citizens. So let me ask you this, because I know you're at the forefront. I know you are involved with the Heartland Institute. You've written, this is now four books on the subject. We're not alone. There are people like you who are people of letters and people who have studied this topic and engineers and there's geologists. I've had them on my show. There are thousands. John Coleman, one of the most vociferous yep. uh, 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 real problems for the eco-Nazi movement as he refuted it, not only being a meteorologist and the founder of the Weather Channel, but an actual yeah, scientist. John wrote, John wrote the foreword for my first book. Did he really? Oh, I, He I, was gracious enough to do that. I, we needed him to live another hundred years, but the reality is... <laughs> We are thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. I, I, I've read studies that there are at least 60% of Americans that do not believe a word of what the government says. So they have this small minority, once again, who's going to chant this, uh, this inevitable change of life. How do we come together as one and say this is enough? We've allowed these bureaucracies to control every aspect. And I feel helpless in this, and I don't like that. Well, it's very, very tough. It has captured the, the hearts and minds of more than 180 leaders across the world who think humans are causing dangerous climate change. Uh, but it is going to swing because we are going to have a breakdown. The economics and the science are going to force us to occur. As we continue down this path of net zero to 2050, uh, we're going to have uh, the first thing is, is we're going to take away people's freedoms. We've talked about that, cars and stoves and other things. We're going to have much higher electricity prices. We've already seen that in California. Electricity prices in California are now the second highest in the nation, and they've gone up 70% in the last decade. We're going to have electricity blackouts. 
in yeah. much of the country. Uh, not here in Illinois, because we have uh, 90% of our power still about 56% from nuclear. So we're really in pretty good shape. But in New England and Texas and California and Pennsylvania, a lot of other places. And we're going to have transnational energy shocks that are going to force this. We've just seen one in Europe over the last two years. Uh, they are putting uh, wood stoves back in schools in Hungary because they don't have natural gas. <laughs> They've set temperature limits in all the buildings. Yeah. And uh, and the prices are, are just huge. Electricity prices tripled in Europe, and it was already very high prior to that. So we're going to have this breakdown across the world, and people are going to have to come back to what is sensible. So, Steve, you know, it's funny you, you, you took this avenue of it, because I think it's crucially important to understand. If this worked, if they had the technology they tout, they wouldn't need these programs, number one. But number two, this is something that we've known for decades. I remember back in 05, I had I had gotten invited to a prospectus of a company. Two, there was a company that had two forms of revenue. It was going into solar and wind. And it wasn't until that time I realized Puerto Rico has a real energy problem. In fact, they burn a lot of diesel and call it energy. Um, and there's mm-hmm. been wind companies and solar companies that have gone to Puerto Rico, which by all... Uh, you know, when you look at it geographically, it should be the perfect for wind and solar. Yet it cannot produce because you really can't capture the product that is produced by wind and solar if you're not using it immediately, can you? No, you can't. And uh, there's big problems with it. Uh, you only get about 20 or 30, 35% of the capacity out of wind and solar. And when it's intermittent, then you have to back it up. So whenever a state or a city decides, well, we're going we're gonna to increase the amount that we get from wind and solar, they have to keep all the traditional power plants, the nuclear, the, the natural gas, the coal around for when the wind isn't blowing. You also have big seasonal effects. Typically with wind, uh, it blows half as much in the winter, and solar, it, it, you get less than half as much output. So when you get to the winter months, you need all those plants anyway. So when you build all this wind and solar, you end up doubling the capacity of the system, and people have to pay for that, and that's why rates are going to go way, way up. You know, I want to I want, I want to ask you something that I've been thinking, and I this is just me thinking, but I've been thinking about this for a decade or more. Tesla, Nikolai Tesla. I believe it's Nikolai, but I could be butchering it. Nikolai yeah. Tesla, he understood that the you know the wireless trans- transmission could be achieved by oscillation, right? He had a different theory of electricity. And it was more of a political stronghold that Edison had, and we got away from his theory. Could his theory be an option? And why doesn't anybody ever talk about it? Well, uh Edison used DC current for his first power plants, and Tesla said we could do it with AC, as you're right, and AC eventually won. Um, I don't know. I think the best best thing for future energy is possibly nuclear, but the price has got to come way down, possibly geothermal if they they get some breakthroughs uh, technologically. But still, there's nothing that compares with today with natural gas. By the way, Natural gas has done the most to reduce uh, air pollution globally. Natural gas and propane, of anything else, isn't wind and solar. My grandfather had a uh, coal furnace in his basement near Chicago and, and in the 1950s, and every time it snowed within about four or five days, we'd have coal dust on top of all of the snow. But people got rid of that. They got their natural gas, and our air pollutants have come way, way down. Yeah, but now, we're also the biggest ship. We're the biggest shipper of propane to Asia right now, and they're they're handing out canisters in Asia for people that are burning dung and charcoal and wood. Steve, that's the problem. The government isn't needed. It's abundant. 
in particularly in America. We have more of it than ever. In fact, for Americans, it would be a massive windfall. It would be virtually no cost, and things would operate without the government's involvement. They, and the government can't afford that. That's why they have us following this Rube Goldberg system of failure. And what I'm hoping and what I'm excited about by the title of your book is that it clearly is a failure. If, In your estimation, in your breakdown, how long must we tolerate these political whores destroying the quality of our life? Yeah, well, that's. Uh, I think this next election is really important. And by the way, um, Trump and Ramaswamy have called this climatism, which is in the title of my first two books. Yes. Uh, Governor DeSantis has called it politicization of the weather. They're right on. Uh, if we get another four years of Democrats, uh, we're going to have uh, all kinds of problems trying to get a car that runs gasoline and a lot of these other things. It's going to be a big, big issue for people. And by the way, those those EVs don't charge when it gets down to 10 degrees below zero. If you don't, if if you got them outside, I'm sorry, 10 degrees above zero, they literally will not charge. So uh, we don't need one of those in Chicago here for anybody who doesn't have a heated garage. Well, Steve, you know what? uh, You know what's funny is that I have clips in Orlando. I I live in Florida now. In Orlando, they tried to do. They in fact they just launched it, the driverless bus, massive crash. San Francisco, driverless bus. Massive crash. Tesla, who was at the forefront of all of this stuff, they've got crash after crash after crash. Then you have the instability of the battery itself. Ultimately, there's a a, a way to freeze out these news because you can keep it local. But should there be more attention to the absolute fact that they do not have the technology they are pretending to have? There, it's being rushed, and there are some big problems. And as you say, fires are a big problem with these batteries. Um, uh, not only in, uh, in cars, but in these electric buses, I tell my kids not to ride on these electric buses. Our vice president has, has gushed about how great electric school buses are going to be. And my gosh, yeah. uh, Lord, God forbid that one of those goes up with a busload of kids. I've got some videos of buses in, in Europe and in China and China. These people were literally jumping off the bus. that was sitting in an intersection and the whole bus is flaming. So uh, we need to go a little slow on these technologies. We need to let people choose them when they work and not have them forced down our throats. Now, you've done four books on the topic, and I know there's a reason you keep doing more. There's enough information out there. In your research of the uh, green breakdown, the coming renewable energy failure, what was something that shocked even you with your history and books? Is there, is there something that that is being ignored. Oftentimes, you know, whether it's the light bulb or the electric car or the solar, I remember reading the technology for solar really hasn't improved in a hundred years. Is there something that's kind of being glazed over that the people should focus on that proves beyond the shadow of a doubt, the perspective of, of, of my view versus the eco-Nazi? What is the absolute undeniable fact of the failure of green energy? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if there's one thing, but again, green energy is based on this idea that we have to get rid of carbon dioxide emissions to stop man-made global warming. And actually, my first two books on that were Climatism and the Mad, Mad, Mad World of Climatism. If you look at the data, uh, human emissions are only about 1% or 2% of of the, the world's greenhouse effect, which is blamed for this warming. Water vapor is Earth's dominant greenhouse gas. Uh, and everyday nature puts 50 times as much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere as all of our industries. Nevertheless, the world jumped to a conclusion on this, and we have all these uh, uh, dignitaries, universities, and and, uh, and special interest industries, wind, solar, biofuels, are all pushing this, and people need to realize 
that Earth's climate is dominated by natural factors. So yeah. the whole reason for renewable energy is based on a false premise. Yes, it's true. But also another benefit of this entire agenda is that Al Gore has really been able to afford massages by multiple, multiple third world hookers. So there has been a benefit. His chakra has never been more aligned. In the meantime, Steve, I wish you the best of luck with the book. I can't wait to go through it myself. And I really want to want to talk about how we are just bystanders in this and the actual benefits of, uh, of climate changing is a wonderful thing for nature, as it is, has, has proven to be a windfall for many, many species and wildlife and, and vegetation around the world. The world has never been greener. This should be viewed as a good thing, yet no matter what, you can't seem to win a game when, the, when, it, seem, when it appears to be rigged, and that's really what yeah, we're dealing with. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Actually, warm temperatures are better for, for people. People retire to Texas, Florida, and Arizona. They don't re- retire to Alaska, Saskatchewan, and anywhere else where it's cold. I know, Steve. So I, it, everything is completely upside down. Only if we could build a wall from Florida to Georgia and put Biden voters keep out, I'd be very happy as I retire there myself. Thank you so much, Steve Gorham, for all you do in the book, Green Breakdown, The Coming Renewable Energy Failure. He is Steve Gorham, a Chicago-owned, very very own. Thank you so much for making time for me. My pleasure, Sean. Uh, Anytime in the future. Absolutely. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. (laughs) Come on, squirrel. Straighten up and fly right. It's a fantastic Friday. You don't have to be laughing all the time. They don't work. None of it fracking work. None of it works. On Treasure Island, robo-buses are now up and running. The shuttle service, the first in the state, is called Loop. It's fully autonomous and electric, and it Uh comes at a time when there's a big debate over self-driving cars in San Francisco. ABC 7 News reporter Suzanne Fawn has a closer look. Keep an eye out for the shuttle the next time you're on Treasure Island. There's no driver behind the wheel. Instead, it's guided by eight sensors. One on the right side, one on the left side, two in the back. The loop is free and fully electric. The two AV shuttles will take passengers. Two hours after it was implemented, there was a crash. Thousands of people in an Orange County community have a new option for getting around without a driver. Driverless shuttles will start carrying passengers around Lake Nona. As News 6's Mark Lehman explains, they're the first autonomous shuttles in Central Florida. Local leaders say these shuttles come after months of testing to ensure they're safe. Well, today we're getting a chance to take a ride on what could be the future of transportation. Two days later, there was a crash. Same bus. Of its kind felony prosecution that we've ever seen in the country, a Tesla driver operating on autopilot is in fact going to stand trial for a crash that killed two people in Gardena. Let's go to Eyewitness News reporter. Uh Uh-oh, that didn't sound good. How about this one? Also, an update on this crash where a Tesla slammed into the back of a parked 18-wheeler at a rest area near Gainesville. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says it's now sending a special crash investigation team to look into that crash from Wednesday that killed two people. Yes, there was nobody driving the car. Authorities in Texas are looking into a Tesla crash over the weekend that killed two men. It appears no one was behind the wheel of that car. I got a good idea. Let's take that system. Okay, that's Tesla. That's way better than the other one that's made by the U.S. Okay, let's take the other one, and we'll put people on a bus. That should end swimmingly. And whatever you do, whatever you do, don't look up electric vehicle car fires 
or the recalls that have implemented in the last six months. What's the government's reaction to this? My constituents want freedom of choice. That's America. We don't live in a communist country yet, do we? Yes. Yes, we do. And your problem is you don't know how to spot a communist. Therefore, propaganda is vastly more important in democratic societies. In recognizing a communist, physical appearance counts for nothing. If he openly declares himself to be a communist, we take his word for it. If a person consistently reads and advocates the views expressed in a communist publication, he may be a communist. See, this is good for the Democrats that might be listening because they can't figure out how to change the station. Let's talk real slow and obvious so they can catch on. They're the communist. If a person supports organizations which reflect communist teachings or organizations labeled communist by the Department of Justice, she may be a communist. If a person defends the activities of communist nations while consistently attacking the domestic and foreign policy of the United States, she may be a communist. The nice thing about back then in the 40s when they said she, they didn't know that right now this covers practically everyone. If a person does all these things over a period of time, he must be a communist. Huh. And the next thing you know, you'll be forced to drive a car that appears to be running into things. Walnut Creek, California. A Tesla was obliterated on Saturday and the driver killed after plowing right into a fire truck. The Never di- saw it coming. The little auto- <laughs> the AI, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to hit it. Uh, where's, the, where's the little mouse squirrel? Squirrel? Where's the mouse? Mike Woodridge. Hey, Sean. Yes, brother. Yeah. Oh, Sean, it was beyond splendid meeting you two days in a row at your cigar store and then at the cigar tent. Oh, I know it was a pathetic attempt. Yeah, it's a pathetic attempt to scalp a ticket. But I just want to say to your listeners, don't make my mistake. Just because you don't smoke cigars, just because you can work nights, just go ahead and grab those tickets. I, I'm still kicking myself for not going. Oh, so, thank uh, you. Well, we'll see you next year, brother. I appreciate yeah, that, hey, Mike. Hey, Sean, 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 Sean yeah. real quick. Did you? Uh, did Dennis Prager eventually get that packet of my parody songs that I handed to you? Did he get them or? I did no. put I did put the envelope on the table. I didn't see if he grabbed them or not, but I did uh, I did make the handoff for you, kid. Thank okay, you very thank much. You. Thank you. Appreciate the call, Rich Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight? Splendid. How are you? Good, Sean. It's uh, my understanding that mugshots uh, uh, that are taken are for the victims, law enforcement. And through the public so they can identify the, No, but for uh, the communists, the for the communists, no. they thought that it would hurt Donald Trump. What they don't understand is that, like everything no, no. else, it strengthened him. Yeah, but what I'm saying is uh, to take a mugshot of uh, an ex-president who is the most recognized guy probably on the planet, Yeah, uh, it's probably one of the lowest things and embarrassing things the country can do. No, I don't I mean, think so, Rich. Every, you don't mind if I... Every day, I disagree. Vice president and, uh, I disagree and with you. President. I disagree with you totally that it was it was embarrassing. Okay. It's absolutely perfect. And in fact, no, every no. Democrat, every Democrat run corrupt sewer like Fulton County, like Crook County. Name one of these Democrat hellholes. I think I'm they go- should identify themselves. I like it, man. Not only that, we got the uh, the guy who should be doing the advertisements for mortuaries to call Donald Trump handsome. Have you seen Donald Trump's mugshot yet? Did see it on television. What'd you think? Handsome guy. Wonderful. 
you couldn't hear, if you couldn't hear it because there was background noise, he said, "Handsome guy," and that's one thing Joe Biden never really was. See, he used to pretend he was with that dead man hair sewn into his head since the seventies. He always looked as stupid as he is. But the one thing Joe Biden is good at is hiding the face of a communist, of a criminal, of an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. That's what he did. We had a guy who was on the line who hung up. He asked me why I am a contrarian to what the Democrats say, ironically calling from a sewer that used to be a great city. But because the Democrat policies have come home to roost, he's now wallowing in the failure and corruption that is Chicago. And he's asking me why I'm a contrarian. I'm a contrarian to government supremacy, number one. I'm a contrarian to corruption, number two. And I'm a contrarian to wrong answers. And that's all you idiots have. And you're idiots. You're absolute and total idiots, which is why you celebrate and cheer idiots. As Doug's team, the Sparks. (laughs) Let him live. Let him live. (laughs) Beat the Mercury 94 to 71. You're welcome. (laughs) Brilliant. She got there because she earned it. Uh, Jim in Crown Point. Hi, Jim. Jim? No, Jim. All right, come back, Jim. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Sure, thanks for making it. All right. Hey, yeah, you're exactly right about that thing with that mug shot. So, yeah, they thought they were going to hurt him and beat him all the This guy has got, uh, you know, go, uh, Midas touching everything. Everything he touches uh, goes, uh, goes, goes, goes in, in many regards. So here's the deal. Got a real good idea for a T-shirt. We'll put that mug shot real big up on that T-shirt. Yeah. And put on there. He's made mug shots great again. And, hey, you put the he in the... Uh, Squirrel, uh, are you recording this? Because there's got to be a no, way to I, make money off of the chipmunk here. There has to be a way. I love it. You're excellent. Very good. Thank you so much. Ray in Chicago. What's up, Sean? I oh. think you uh, think you convinced me, man, to buy a Tesla from that speech you just made. <laughs> so, Are you kidding me? Um, and you want to know what's sad? I had a, I had a guy, Kevin crap. from Nevada, came in my store. He All the way from Nevada. He came to Smoker last night. He's got some stuff going on here, and he's heading back. And he's a wonderful guy, and he was educating me on Tesla. He's, you know, the benefits and whatever. He's young. And you know what I love about Tesla? First of all, I love that he was brilliant enough to hire the designer from Maserati because they are gorgeous. They're absolutely gorgeous. And do you know, Ray, if it worked, I would have bought it. I looked into it. And then when you look at the downsides, I came to the conclusion I wasn't willing to take it. But I still like the idea. When I went to go look at them, they were in Oak Brook Shopping Center. It was brand new. I had my daughter with me, and she loved the car. And I was thinking, but it just doesn't work. And not only that, it was very expensive. And I'll never forget, Ray, the salesman. And he said, you know, you don't have to worry about that. There's incentives to purchase this. In fact, there's tax credits, and there's $14,000 subsidized. So you mean to tell me the car at the time was seventy grand? i am going back to when they came out. You're going to get $14,000 of subsidies. It's not off. It's not like when you go to a car dealer like my friend Steve and you negotiate. No, no, no. At Wilkins Mazda. This is off. The government pays Tesla to 14 grand. And then as you own it, you pay benefits. And do you know what else irritated me about it? I don't know if it's still the same way, but Illinois, you didn't have to buy a sticker for your license plate ever. Did you know that? That's why they have the EV plate. At least it used to be like that. I don't know if it changed since Silky G became the Secretary of State, the scumbag scoundrel that he is. However, you never had to buy the sticker. Do you know that after I found that out, do you know when my uh, license plate expired? 
2021. I'm going to pretend I drive an EV now. Go ahead, Ray. Of course. No, but I was going to say, though, on another point, though, I just saw the primary debate and all that. Oh, my gosh. For First of all, politicians are great salesmen. And I know you said the pump and dump for Vivek. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think he, for me, I'm just being honest here. Yeah. He really bought me, man. I mean, he did a phenomenal, I thought, performance. Yeah. But I know, I know what you said of him. You don't like the guy. I totally get that. No, no I, I do. Nice Here's the thing. It. Here's the thing. I oh, man, he 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 knows how to sell, though, man. Ray, wow. you could ask I'll you could ask Honey Bunny. I was the I I heard him one time. I said, Honey Bunny, we got to get this guy. And we reached out to his people because I did not know his history. I wanted to That's love him. I wanted That's to love him, I really babe. Wanted him. And now that I look at him. And I go deeper and deeper into ExoVant, which was the stock, and yeah. RyoVant, which is still the shill company. And I look at it, I'm convinced yeah. he's either a shill or truly a con artist with balls. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate it. 312 642 5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Oh, squirrel, I love that. You know, there's something else I forgot to say to Ray. Instacart is a purchase venue for internet buying power and in the way in the transactions of internet sites to consumers and the rest of it. Instacart. It's a venue that ups and downs. It did really well after the pandemic, and we were all forced to shop online. And do you know it's been trying to go public for three and a half years? For three and a half years, it's been trying to go through the process of an IPO. How did Ryovant, with one asset, Vivek Ramaswamy's company, with one asset that was failed, a failed by uh, uh, a failed drug that had four trials with another company, how did he get that company to to, to have an IPO? I still can't figure that. Oh, he worked on uh, Wall Street and hedge funds before he went into biotech, which really means buy the asset of somebody else. Jim in Crown Point, Indiana. Hi, Zano. Good to talk to you. Um, you too. A lot of people don't understand that this, all the smart grid stuff and 5G networks that are being put in are so that the leftists can control electric demand when they get rid of all the uh, generation and go to solar and wind for you and me, the peons of the world. So well, they'll know, be able to turn your house off and your neighbor will be able to charge their electric car because they're in tight with the Well, Democrats. what do you do with the guys like us, though, in all seriousness? I'm never going to capitulate to this. You want me to buy an electric car? I'll buy a car from the 60s, from the 70s. I'll make sure I have nothing to do with your scams. What are you going to do? A smart well, house? Forget about it. When I found out how ring doorbell Ring doorbell, who I, I originally really liked, yeah. how the capability of them to, to have access mm-hmm. and property ownership over that, I ripped it out of my house. So what are you going to do for a guy like me? You're going to have to hold me down and force me. Oh, and that's yeah. what they're totally prepared to do. Exactly. They are. Yeah. Well, you know where they're not going to allow to do that, Jim? And, and I mean this. I am so excited about what, what Florida did as the FBI and other entities tried to open up agencies there. I don't know if you heard about this. The government of Florida said absolutely not. They pulled all their permits and wouldn't let them come in. Did you know that? Excellent. No, we don't hear that up here. Oh, Jim, that's another benefit of of, of having propaganda poses exactly. media. Thank you very much, Jim. Yep. Yeah, it's true. The FBI was going to open up, and they said, we don't want your – you already got a place. That's enough for you. They didn't allow them there. And there also is an investigation as to why so many FBI agents 
have weapons permits and why they carry guns now. That seems a little weird. Uh, but what the, what you know what else? It's weird. How much time do I got, Square? I, I, you you got to hear this because this is something only a Chicago Democrat could think of, this dirty scoundrels that they are. Developments in the Kia Hyundai thefts. The city of Chicago is now suing the automakers, saying a defect in their vehicles has led to theft crisis in the city. This is a story that we've been... Do you hear this? Did you hear the story? What they said is they're suing Kia because the CPS honor students keep stealing it. Why not sue Louis Vuitton? Apparently, they're luring those scallywags to break the windows on what used to be called the Magnificent Mile. Now it's just Survivor Mile. And following closely for a couple of years now, a security flaw shared on social media made the car an easy target for thieves. So they're suing the car manufacturer. Why not sue social media? Why not? Here's what we could sue. I got something we could sue, Chicago. You could sue CPS because the products of that system are what's destroying the quality of life. They're called your students, you idiots. You're going to sue a car company? You should get on your knees and kiss the ass of that car company. Because without it, and with your intelligence and your education system, you'd be lucky if these idiots could start a fire. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Truly embarrassing the position this country's in, and I mean that, not just because there's never been a more obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, sitting in any office, let alone the presidency, than Joe Biden. But the fact of the matter is, Joe Biden is unfit to serve. He's unable to serve, not merely because... He walks like a ballerina with marbles in his shoes. He's suffering from dementia, and everybody knows it. The glazed look on his face, the ridiculousness of his stammer, he's difficult to even listen to. And when he does get on a roll, it's a story of lies. Now, we understand he's a Democrat, and that's pretty much what they do, but this is ridiculous. Yet, there's very few people that want to discuss it. My next guest is a reporter that not only wants to discuss it, wrote an article in the Washington Times Discussing just this about these lies that continue to be perpetrated and no one seems to mind except for my next guest, Jeff Mordock and the Washington Times. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing today? Well, I love the fact that you, you talk about this and that you were courageous enough to write it on black and white. I love it because this is something I haven't seen and it's something we've been ignoring, not we, but it's something that the media has been ignoring for 10 years. It's in, in one of the things I find so interesting is it's getting worse and nobody's talking about it to begin with. And now you see it getting worse and still nobody's talking about it. He went to Milwaukee uh, two weeks ago and he told four stories that really had nothing to do with his speech. No reason for him to tell any of these stories. And all four of them have been widely debunked or easily proven false. And he just puts them out there. And nobody ever questions it, which is what fascinates me. This is why I wanted to do this story, because I wanted to figure out what was going on with him, that he keeps telling these stories that 
are woefully untrue, easily provable to be untrue. And you see the motor skills are clearly deteriorating. I mean, he, he always was a kind of a goof. And everybody knew it. I remember in 88, I was out of high school and I was very into politics, even in high school, but afterwards and the embarrassment that he was then. But what we're seeing are the signs of a mental illness. And I didn't realize until I read your article, it's called confabulation. Explain that to the people. Sure. So confabulation, what that is, is it's a form of dementia. It's a a neurological disorder associated with dementia. It can also be associated with other brain injuries, including an aneurysm. And we know the president has had two life-threatening aneurysms back in the 80s. And what it is, is when you have confabulation, you're trying to tell a story, but you can't remember the details of the story. So has a way to protect itself, the brain starts feeding you details that are untrue because the brain is scrambling. And I've talked to psychiatrists about this in my story, and they were saying, you know, the president does have the signs of confabulation. And again, what it is, is you're trying to tell a story. You can't remember the details. Your brain is panicking because your brain can't remember the details. So your brain just starts filling it in with lies. And this is what I find so interesting about it, because if you look at the lies and the stories I point out in my story, there's lies that Joe Biden tells about reducing the deficit, job yeah. creation, things like that. But by and large, those are lies we get from most presidents. Most presidents exaggerate stuff like that. What I found so bizarre about Joe Biden is his lies make no sense. Like he was telling a story in Milwaukee about how his grandfather died in the same hospital room where he was born six days before he was born. But an easy, easy search of public records reports, no, Joe Biden's grandfather died (laughs) in a different town when Joe Biden was two years old. Yeah. What is the benefit of telling that story? Nobody's going to vote or not vote. It doesn't connect him to the to the people. It's just a bizarre aside. Um, Another example is he talked about, you know, he witnessed the bridge collapse in Pittsburgh. Yes. He was in Pittsburgh that day, but he didn't get to Pittsburgh till hours after the bridge collapsed. And that's another bizarre exaggeration that has nothing to do with anything, A, he's talking about, but B, it also doesn't add anything. It adds nothing to the story. That's nothing to what he's trying to tell his audience. I love the article because you, 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 you list this and you go through it. But yours is a very rare article. And here it is in, for all the eyes to see. Have we really crossed the fantasy world of Kantian government supremacy to where the rest of the reporters are afraid to point out this man has no clothes on? You know, it's funny you use that and the emperor has no clothes analogy because I, I, one of the psychiatrists I spoke to, and it didn't make the article, actually used that same analogy that if you look at him in his mannerisms, in his talk, the signs are obvious. And a great example is everybody's criticizing the pre- and rightfully so for his comments in Hawaii about the um, his kitchen, kitchen fire. fire. Yeah. yeah, he had a kitchen fire. It was put out in 20 minutes. It was contained to the kitchen. You listen to him. It was the towering inferno. It just, you know, it was yeah. just this blaze and firefighters had to rush in. And one of the psychiatrists pointed out to me, which I thought was really interesting, that him even telling that story is a sign of sort of a cognitive disability because there's no there's no mechanism in his brain right now telling him 
I shouldn't tell this story or this story is inappropriate. He's or, detached or from is- from from the fact of reality. He's completely taken out of the perspective he's in. And that's a dangerous exactly. thing for a president, isn't it? Yes, that's exactly right. And it's a dangerous thing for the president that when the president's recalling to, to struggling to recall things, his brain is starting to fill it up with facts that aren't true. Like his grandfather dying six days before his born in the same hospital room when his grandfather died when he was two. That's dangerous that a president thinks that. And that's, you know, one of the people, one of the clinicians I spoke to um, pointed out the, the Amtrak story. And um, I won't take up the time repeating it if, if you know no, it. No, we all know it, yeah. Okay. But so, he's been, that story, he's told that story 10 times as president, despite the fact that it's been widely debunked, brought to his attention that has been debunked. The White House has been asked about it. And one of the signs of confabulation, which is what people think the president may be suffering from, is that no matter how many people tell you the story isn't true or the story didn't happen, you are convinced it happened that way. You're going to tell a story wrong. You are going to repeatedly tell it wrong because in conf- when you have confabulation, your mind is so convinced that these false details are what happened. Some you know, people refer to confabulation as honest lying because they're not trying to deceive. And that's what I find so interesting. He believes his own lie. Yeah. I don't think he's trying to deceive anybody because I don't know what gain he gets out of telling people his grandfather died in the same hospital room. He well, was born six days before his born. There's if, no gain from that. If you're a political junkie the way I am, I mean, and I, I, I say this and it sounds like a joke, but it's the absolute truth. Joe Biden has been lying his entire career. I mean, I don't I don't think he's ever told the truth. But what's funny. He also had a brain brain aneurysm in the 80s. Too, you know, yeah. And confabulations linked to brain aneurysms. Yes. So it's. And the physical aspects of what he's going through, these are telltale signs. I know this guy had a relative with it. His facial expressions, his inability to have them, that's not just Botox. There's there's an issue. And when you see him walk, he walks like a a dancer with with marbles in his shoes. He can't feel the ground. We saw him fall, and, and, and the shoes appeared to have a special sole on them. So there's an active measure being taken to cover up how how bad the so-called leader of the free world is. And what that points to, ironically to me, leads to your next story. The bureaucracy is running the show. It's running themselves. And I read right after your story that loads of agents who joined the DEA lied on a polygraph test? A watchdog says? How does this that's happen? absolutely correct. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Um, what, and it's really interesting because... What's happening is these agents and all these agents who have been found to have lied eventually have made their way to some high-level DEA task force. And these are the people who are protecting the border from all the fentanyl and methamphetamines and everything else that's coming across our southern border. These people who, under official DEA policy, would not be allowed to, A, be hired and would be excluded from having any job, any job within the DEA in three, within three years of being caught lying, yet they were all hired uh, like, like, they, like it was nothing. You know, Jeff, when you're, when you're aware of how black markets operate and you look at these and they, and they throw it around easily, and I've said it because I really do believe we have devolved into a third world country, the people who pose as government, who pose as police, who pose as the the bureaucracy to protect the people are the assets 
of the black market and the cartels. That's what Mexico exists on. And I don't give a rip what anybody says. We know that there's a direct link to the last president of Mexico and the Sinaloa cartel for $100 million. They do not operate without the government being aware of it. As you see, DEA agents who are in charge of our drug enforcement agency, and they're lying. This is an, an, an indication to me that the entire bureaucracy is now tainted with assets of the cartel. Why should I feel any different? Well, you shouldn't. You, you absolutely shouldn't based on this. And one of the reasons why you shouldn't, because the report, and this is all mentioned in my article, what, what's interesting is what they've been caught lying about. They've been caught about lying with contacts with foreign agents. They've been caught lying about you know, mishandling classified documents or handing classified documents off. One person was caught lying about ties to a terrorist organization. So that's why that shouldn't change it, because that's what they're lying about. They're lying about their connections to these cartels. They're lying about these connections to foreign adversaries of the United States. One, one which I found really interesting, was caught lying, uh, was eventually admitted after being caught lying to uh, engaging in inappropriate behavior with a younger juvenile. I think we all can figure out what that meant. Yeah. And oh that person is now a special agent. You know, Jeff, I, I, I come from a neighborhood that um, it was a wonderful neighborhood to grow up in. And I, I swear to you, I would never change a thing. It was absolutely fantastic. They were hardworking people and they always stuck together. It was a very cliquish neighborhood and my family was 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 well loved and we were aware at that time when i grew up it was uh in the in the 70s and 80s and italians were always under really kind of the thumb of the federal bureau of incompetence referred to as the fbi or in my neighborhood forever bothering italians and it would be nothing to understand at at, at some point they weren't interested in in arresting bad people, they were interested in getting cut in on the on the scam and the scandal. We now have absolute and total evidence. There was just the head of the FBI in New York who was found collaborating with a Russian oligarch, and it was found virtually nowhere in the news. When you have this kind of evidence of bureaucracies being infiltrated by people who can benefit true organized crime, which are not a Two Italian guys talking about the spread on Monday Night Football, but oligarchs in Russia, cartels in Mexico, and you see what's happening to our country. How much more evidence do we need in order to have a change happen? Because your article was written, and it's the only place I've seen anybody talk about it. Now, I know it's only a couple of days ago, but is it getting picked up, and are you seeing an uptick in questions, and are you being contacted? No, uh, no, I'm not seeing an uptick in questions. I'm not seeing an, uh, nobody's contacting me in terms of other media outlets to talk about these things. These things are sort of brushed under the table. And to your point about the FBI head of the New York office, one of the things that we need to mention is he was involved in the Trump-Russia probe by the FBI. And that makes him the fourth FBI official involved in the Trump-Russia probe to either face criminal charges face in some kind of internal discipline, basically end up with a black mark on them. And I think it's fascinating that we've got a guy who was gung-ho on going after Trump for colluding with Russia, and he was found to be colluding with Russia himself. Nobody seems to appreciate the irony of that. I do. I do. And, and, and you know, I think there's a certain sense of, uh, of, of, of we keep waiting for the righteousness and the fact to bear fruit for our position. And yet... 
what we have is a president that is it, the bureaucracy loves having because he's the perfect incompetent fool to operate corruption under. There is no chance that Joe Biden is going to have to face the consequences that he has been suffering or that America will write its, it, its own path because at this level of what we're living with, the people in charge of, of the office, the people who are, who are surrounding the president, they're all in on this. And if they're not willing or someone's not willing to say, look, this is a bad situation and we need to do something about it, you could, there's no reason to think he couldn't get elected again. That's absolutely correct. And, you know, it's because the bureaucracy is thriving. The, the, the state is, you know, the, the bureaucracy is thriving under him. Why, why would they risk this? Why would they ruin this? This is the golden age for them. And, you know, that's an interesting fact. And I'm wondering if, uh, if you're working on the massive expansion of not just the spending, which is, which is now the norm in America, but the massive expansion of government employees. Because it was in your article, the DEA has hired thousands. Well, if the DEA is hiring thousands, they're all hiring thousands. Do we have any numbers? Are you working on anything to show the mass expansion of, uh, of government employment? I have not started that. I think that is an excellent article that I think does need to be pursued, and it's something... I want to look into. I have not started that yet, so I, I have not put together any numbers on that. Now, you know how much I love having you on. You know how I follow you. And I, I asked you that question for a reason, Jeff. And that reason is I want you to hear something because I know once you hear it, it may spawn an article. Hey guys, it's your girl Shalana back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to talk about the states that are giving $300 per month for parents to drive their children to school instead of riding the school bus. So there's a welfare program in Democrat heavy states that pay parents $300 a month to drive their own kids to school. And what I see, I monitor this. This is a welfare queen and she has a YouTube video. It grows every week. Welfare programs. We're spending double in food stamps, double in Section 8 housing. We have all ticky-tack ways for people to get paid to do this kind of thing. And the idea that your parents would have said, you know what? I'm going to ask the government for $300 to take Jeff Mordock to school, I think is insane. And have we really fallen this, this far to where our citizens are willing to sell every aspect and principle of this nation for a fracking welfare check? I well, first of all, my parents would never, ever. I know do that. that, and I would never. I, I yeah, that's. Um, but I, I, you know, where I've seen this get worse is after COVID. It seems like after COVID, everybody got accustomed to sort of being at home, having things taken care of. They didn't really have to do anything, and it seems like the welfare state has just grown exponentially since. I know it was starting before then. But I do feel like COVID has sped it up. I don't know if you agree with that. Oh, Somebody's I absolutely agree with it. In fact, I think that's the backdoor nationalization of our dignity. And COVID was the perfect asset for a government that wanted to not only seize control and never let it go, but to lure you in through necessity. Because people who are, who are poor, people who are depressed, people who don't have a bright outlook, they're very susceptible to being willful slaves. I see it in my very own Chicagoan. When you look at Chicago today compared to 30 years ago, I don't even recognize it. I don't recognize the people. I can't believe it. But what I do realize is that it's a psychological trick 
to put into somebody the ignorance and the arrogance of entitlement versus the pride of accomplishment. And if you do that to a society, it's game over. You get the arrogant communist. You get the, you get the audacious government supremacist. And that's what I see in these Democrat areas. And that's why I need you to keep exposing the truth. I love it. Well, and I brought this, I, I brought this point up on your show before, and I think it's really worth emphasizing. This is a nation that was found on defiance and sort of giving our thumb to the government, especially the government of Great Britain. And now we're at a point where, where as a society, we're tremendously complacent yeah. and tremendously complacent to the government. And I just can't believe how complacent Americans have become. Americans have become in my lifetime, and I don't think I'm that old. I'm only in my my mid forties. Yeah, yeah, you look, um, you look fantastic. Well, thank no, you. Okay. I appreciate. <laughs> Listen, I have to tell you, I, I I love what you do. I keep an eye on it. I want everybody to check out the WashingtonTimes.com. He is Jeff Mordock. He has been with me since the very, very beginning, and he's somebody I use to prep for the show. I really do. Keep it up, and I know you're 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 in an unpopular situation. You can't be looked on. Uh, uh, favorably when you're one of the few White House reporters who wants to write about the obvious truth that we're facing. Thank you, Jeff Mordock. I really appreciate you in the Washington Times. Thanks, Sean. It was great to be here. Have a great weekend. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. cannot believe we are on the back end. That's it? 312-642-5600. I was talking to Jeff Morda. We've been faced with this dimwit, this fraud, this obvious asset of enemies foreign and domestic, and that's because he's just a crook. He always was. But there's another component to why Joe Biden needs to be removed tonight. And this was before he got elected. I want you to listen to it. Without me interrupting it. Just just listen to this. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what. After that, the idiots voted for him. That's why, to this day, if you can admit you're a Democrat, you're either the biggest moron I've ever come across. Honestly, you are a fracking moron. Or you're a half-assed gangster who's in the scam. In either case, go stand in the corner with the scum. Because look at the ramifications of having this idiot Destroy my country in two and a half years. In two and a half years. Now, for you, it might be normal because you like your Democrats real nice and scummy. A guilty verdict today for Tim Mapes, one-time chief of staff to former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. And you all knew it. Every one of you rat bastards knew what Mike Madigan was. Every one of you knew what Ed Burke was. You knew what the dailies were. You know it. And you want me to be, oh, it's just a little failure. It's just a little fit. No, 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 no. You're, first of all, the expectations when a Democrat's in charge of anything is failure. It's all you do. But this is a veiled mafia. And you want people to be quiet about it. And now you're run by a moron with dementia. Yeah, you are. So 
So don't come to me with your ideas and your masks and your vaccine and your interest rates. Just go stand in the corner with your friends. The rest of the, what are they called in the 40s? But there are other communists who don't show their real faces, who work more silently. By the early 90s. Yeah, it's called the Department of Justice and the FBI and the DEA and the CIA and the Gatsangul. Gatsangul, never has there been a better lay-in for this big dummy. Hi, dummy. Sean? Yeah. Yeah, this big black test photo that Trump took. I'm sure every psychiatrist around the globe is making it, making it. I love that picture because it's like you could read it in his eyes, how he's telling you F you to you, to you, the Chicago Democrat right here. As he's telling it to all of you rat bastards. You think that makes him look bad? You make yourselves look bad in that ghetto sewer, Fulton County, in Cook County, in New York, in New Jersey. You make yourselves look bad. You think you made him look bad? You think you think he looks bad? Or or this moron with dementia face? With this glazed over dementia face? That's how Kamala Harris used to wake up on the weekends. Uh, Michael in Chicago. Hey, Sean. I just want to say thanks for putting somebody on like Jeff. Uh, I'm not sure how you find out. I guess, you know, Mordock, people, Mordock. More, yeah, Jeff Mordock. Yeah, you know, especially reporters in this world, it's just like so hard to find the ones that, are willing to go in and do that, that deep research, say what they find, you know, maybe piss their editors off a little bit once in a while. You mean like but, Paul um, Lisnick with his bow tie? Another guy would, likes to wake up with a glazed face. Paul Lisnick, who for f- I don't know how many decades has been putting lipstick on Tim Mapes, Mike Madigan, the dailies and the syndicate that has destroyed the once great city that he wallows in today. You mean like this moron? I know exactly what you mean, kid. How old are you? You sound young, that's why. I'm 30, well, 37. Listen to me, brother. I'm going to talk to you like you were either my brother or my kid. Get your family and get the hell out of here because they're never going to learn. They're being cheered by the reporters like Paul Lisnick. These Democrats that should be exposed as a syndicate are being fluffed up by your fellow citizen. And your neighbor, much like the Cuban neighbor, he looks at you. And he looks at you with a covetous eye, with jealousy. And all he needs to do is figure out how to take away what you make and he cannot. That's how you know you're living among communists, kid. Thank yeah, you for talking about. Thank yeah. you, Michael. You stay strong, brother. Right. Let's listen to this Paul Lisnick. Here he is with his own day. What's it called? Juneteenth. Sure it is. Juneteenth. Here he is with his bow tie fluffing the mafia. It's now for more on Donald Trump's booking tonight is the host of WGN Political Report, Paul Lisnick. Paul, I can't get past uh, the obvious. I mean, he's been that you're an old hag. You've been fluffing it up to Jackie Bang. Indicted now four times. But what really stands out is something simple. The mugshot. The mugshot. It does. And Jackie and Ray, hi again. Um Let's keep in mind that the mugshot as he posed for it, you know, that was not random or uh, caught off guard. You can be sure that the former president spent time deciding what look he wanted uh, in that mugshot because it's a defiant one, though, isn't it, Paul? You know, you you probably think that's a handsome one. I think you and Biden, you probably think he's handsome, don't you? And if anybody knows handsome men, it's not you or Jackie Bang who proves beauty may be skin deep, but ugly is to the bone. Uh, Carl LaGrange. 
Hey, hey Sean. Uh, my daughter came home from middle school. She's in eighth grade. And uh, she said in social studies today, they talked about uh, Donald Trump getting arrested. And the teacher gave his view that he told the whole class he thinks Donald Trump's a jerk. And then he had the whole class vote on who thinks Donald Trump is a jerk. And it was like total peer pressure where almost every kid had to raise their hand. And I told my daughter, I'm going to contact the principal. She's like, no, I, I don't want to get retaliated against. I'm like, somebody's got to do something against this court jester. He's going to be doing it all year. I, I mean this, brother. You sound like a, a wonderful dad and a wonderful man. Yeah. It's worth it, Carl. Go online. Go to Prager University. Go wherever you can. Keep her out of the school because what you're doing, what this is, this is a glimpse into all of the other peer pressure policies she's going to face throughout her life. And if they're doing this in LaGrange Park, which used to be a wonderful neighborhood people had pride of Americanism in, now it's just another Democrat ghetto sewer. And the teachers are able to do this. And you could complain all you want, but tomorrow this poor kid's got to go to school. Do what you have to do. And, and see, now you're, you're going to get them. I'm going to miss my friends and all that. Come up with something creative to either get out of the state and save her or homeschool her and save her or send her to a private school after you vet the private school. There's no guarantee, but you have wonderful options. And that's that's your obligation as a day. Because if you don't do it now, Carl, they're going to normalize all of the other Democrat welfare failures from marijuana to all kinds of gambling. That's what they're grooming your kids to be. The kind of failures that they feed upon. The kind who would listen to this idiot with dementia talk about kids rubbing hairy legs and then turn around and vote for him. You don't want your kid to do that. You need to break that chain, that mental servitude that they are indoctrinating children with in these Democrat sewers. Thank you very much, Carl. And you know, I wonder when the teacher tells the kids about Donald Trump and what a jerk he is, I wonder if they tell him that for 80% of his life, he paid Democrat politicians and voted Democrat, that he gave Jesse Jackson, the reverend from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion, a free campaign headquarters when he ran in 1984 for president and voted for him. And his relationship with Bill, who never saw an intern, he didn't want to rub his hairy legs, creepy dog that he is, that he supported him, voted with him, hung out with him, that him and Hillary sat at the table with Donald Trump's family for his wedding to Melania. You think the teacher knew that? No, because when the when Donald Trump was a Democrat, that teacher loved Donald Trump's ass like they all do. See, that's how, they're easy. All you got to do is be a Democrat and they'll tolerate anything. They're Democrats. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. We didn't do any as of Nazi scandals today, but they're out there, the red thieving bastards. They're perfect match for the Joe Biden hairy legs. They really are. In the meantime, don't worry about it. Illinois got a lot of money. Let's go to a bank expert, a financier from Broadway Bank, Silky G as he's known in circles that laugh at his crooked, failed ass. Alexei Janulius, as he's known by Democrats who just want a job and a pension. Illinois Secretary of State Alexei Janulius announced Friday his department has awarded more than $27 million in grants aimed at helping libraries and adult literacy programs. Ooh, adult literacy programs, where if you're in a Democrat area, you need them because they can't read. 
they're not taught how to read as kids. Kind of Democrats that sue Kia because they're the kids steal them. You got to love that. How much longer until they sue Louis Vuitton or Michigan Avenue? Morons. Only a Democrat could think like that. Rich, Northwest Indiana. Hey, good afternoon, Sean. Hey, I got a got a request to see if uh, Squirrel could put a montage together of uh, Joe Biden's slurring cognitive decline versus Donald Trump's uh, nailed it interview with Tucker. And well, we got side by side. We can't do it on a Friday, Rich. Are you nuts? It's depressing. No, I don't mean now. I mean, uh, I, I mean, have them have them get that later on down the road for next week or something, and just just can play I, it, man. Can I just tell you how it. upset Squirrel and Honey are about? Carl's call. Do you know how heartbreaking it is to realize you've taken your child and you've turned them over to a system where they're literally indoctrinated by failed low-life teachers? And that's who that teacher is. A failed low-life Democrat scum who not only wanted to have that kid. already. And how about how how that that same rat wanted to put the experiment in that kid's arm, knowing full well the kid was never in danger? See, that's heartbreaking, yep. Rich. It's heartbreaking, and it's hard to deal with. But in the end, we win. Believe me, we win. Not just because there's states like mine and 20 others that support the American principles. But in the end, sooner or later, everybody's going to have to admit they're all low-life gangsters. Jury deliberated just five hours before convicting Mapes of perjury and obstruction of justice. Sure, because he was the right hand. Of the Don of Illinois, Mike Madigan, who will never see a day in court, the thieving rat bastard. Who's going to put him in court? The same judges that allowed Ed Burke's wife to pretend to be the leader of? How much time, Squirrel? I can't believe how fast the weekend goes. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How you doing today? Well, I'm mad it's the weekend. I meant week. I can't believe how fast the week goes. I hate the weekend. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 I didn't mean to talk over it. No problem. Yeah, you know, that could be, first of all, that you had a Biden, that made me sick listening to that. That's before he got elected. And the step-and-fetch, half-assed gangster Democrat voted for him anyway. There's nothing they can't do. You like kids rubbing your legs, you freaky dog? You've been caught, you're an asset of the Communist Party? We'll vote for you. Can you barely walk? You look like a drunk baby on grass? We'll vote for you, because they're Democrats. (laughs) Morons. Go ahead. I'm sorry, so I had to laugh. That's good. You know, you remind us of Mark Levin because Mark oh, Levin comes down on the. Yeah, but Mark under. Levin supports the foreign policy. I don't. I want to tear it all down, which is why I really love Trump's foreign policy. I just can't yeah. figure out that low life roach, Roger Stone. Did you ever hear the scandal in the 90s? You know how he got busted, right? What the scandal was? He was in a swinger oh. magazine asking for strangers to jump the old lady. That's perfectly normal. Creepy bastard. Him and all his friends, the Roger Stones and the uh, Paul Manafort. But something tells me if Trump comes back, he's not going to support that kind of thing. In the meantime, let's go to another creepy looking Democrat. How much time do I have left? 30 seconds. That's enough to get people upset at Adam Schiff. Donald Trump just surrendered to authorities at a Fulton County jail. Uh, Let me see if I can break this down. Shut up, you lying, crooked bastard, slip and fall lawyer with your pencil neck and your taffy apple head. God, I can't stand these Democrats. The mayor's office says since the videos started spreading on social media, thefts of Kia and Hyundai vehicles in Chicago surged from about. Do you know why they're suing Kia? Because Kia is afraid and they settled with another Democrat sewer called Detroit. See, Detroit did the same thing. This is how the Democrats scourge think. They're savages, savages, scoundrels. Robbing, raping, pillaging, you know, a weekend in Chicago. 
It's Kia's fault. All they need to do is file a lawsuit, and they'll get a check. And they need the check. You know why? They're liars, and they're bust-outs, and they're broke. So they'll sue, and unfortunately, from the history, it looks like Kia will settle. How much longer until they sue you, sue retail stores, sue Walgreens, sue Louis Vuitton, sue retail, honest people? I mean, after all, they already extort you, and they have a penalty for you making money called tax. Yet they never pay it. What do you think the bust-out Brandon Johnson couldn't pay his water bill? You think he paid his taxes? Yeah, me either. But remember, we win in the end. Let's go to the another example of political persecution. The political prisoners, the Americans among us who saw the most obvious election theft in the history of America. Some refer to as the presidency of Joe Biden, which we know is the illegitimacy of a dimwit in diapers. That's all right. We'll be back. If you're in the weekend, have a safe weekend. If you're in Chicago, keep an eye out for those Kias because they're probably stolen and Chicago's suing Kia for it. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend. of the United States of America. Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.